What's up guys, welcome back to the Muay Thai Magic Podcast I'm your host Ellis Barboza If you're new here, make sure you hit the subscribe button now And follow us each week We are the number one Muay Thai podcast around Each week we cover everything Muay Thai um, Fight strategies, talks with the top fighters around the world Interviews and just an insight into the way Champions of the sport do things And how they've got to where they are today whether you're just starting out in Muay Thai and you're looking for something to listen to or you've been training for years and you're just interested in everything Muay Thai I think everyone can take something from these talks each week Don't forget as well to follow us on our social media which is at Muay Thai Magic on Instagram and if you want to follow my personal journey within the sport it's at Ellis Barboza on Instagram too In this episode I was joined by Scottish star Nico Carrillo Nico is the current ICL European Champion and has recently come off an amazing stoppage win on Victory Promotion. This was a really interesting chat. We dived into a lot of his personal life with his team and the new business venture that they've got coming up. He had a scheduled fight with the current UK number one, Moab Rahman, so he spoke about his thoughts on the, on the outcome of that fight and also some of the crazy limits that he's been pushing himself to in training recently during the lockdown, during COVID-19. So I think you'll get a lot from this one and you'll learn a lot. So let's get into it. Here we go. Starting it. How's it going, mate? Good, mate, you. I've tried to have some of my laptop here, but it's, I need to just stay with my phone. It's not yeah, I think you said you were unable to join us. I uh, wasn't letting me on my laptop, so I've got to put this away. Just stay with my phone. Yeah. <coughs> How's lockdown for you then, mate? How much training have you been doing? Uh, I've been training non-stop, mate, really. Um, two seconds, I'm going to put this phone up against the laptop. As I be rest. Like this. There you go. Hi, good mate. Um, Jane's pretty much all the way through lockdown. Yeah. Uh, i really stopped. How about yourself? Same, really. Um, got a bag in the garden, so I've just been getting by with that, really. Hi, uh, good. I've seen that. Um, I, went, I went to Thailand just as lockdown started. I actually got then came back as well, so I just timed that, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a nice time. I mean, I wish I was over there. I was half jealous of you, man. Uh, it was quite weird, to be honest, because... Um, we got there, the first couple of days where everything was normal and then out of nowhere, lockdown happened in Bangkok. Yeah. It was like a ghost town, it was really it was strange. Pretty but intense over there. I I was I always is, mate. I was good. Yeah. I was yeah. train our day as well. That was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Where was it your train? Was it Sassy Prapper? Sassy Prapper, mate, aye. Yeah. It looked like it was just um just you there. Mate, to be honest it was. There was another two ties there. No, quite small man. I was kind of ragged on my book to be honest. So, yeah. but ads were really good, mate. Still, still weighing hundreds. So it's, it's all, it's all positive. Yeah, that's it. I bet you just got loads of times on on the pads, didn't you? Really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, man. Nice. Right then, we'll um, we'll jump in at the start of your career, then, bro. Um, I know you started in Scotland, so just let mm-hmm. me know a little bit about how you got into Muay Thai and how your journey began. Um, I started actually. I raw beginner, I started Thai boxing about six or seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, one now, I started when I was 15 or 16, I think. And uh, how I got on it was my pal, we used to play football. And uh, one day, he wasn't at the pitches playing football. And I phoned yeah. him, where have you been? And he was saying he started going to these Thai boxing classes. And he said to me, listen, you should come along and you'd, you'd probably like it. And I went and I've never looked back. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's how I started and then 
I just go, I just fell in love with it, and I was really eager to fight. I've seen all the fighters and stuff, and I wanted to be like them. And then I think maybe two months after training, I had my first junior fight, and it was in a, it was the Scottish, the Scottish Open. I had two fights that day, and I won the Sco- Scottish Open, and my first two fights, I became Scottish junior champion. Oh, nice! Quite quick, quick learner. That's it, mate. Quick Yeah. So you, well, I was about to say that you did really um, start quite late then, so fifteen, sixteen. Nice. Um, and the level you're at now, that's quite a, a big achievement, really. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. So I know you said to me that you start, you turned pro uh, when you were 16. Well, I, I, had, I had my first pro fight in Thailand. I had an A in Thailand, but when I came back, I fought C class and B class. Okay. So what? Uh, how was that fight in Thailand then for the first time? So after, I went to Thailand a year after I started training. And then... I fought, I fought on the home Sassy Prapa show, and um, it was it was strange because I'd only had maybe four or five junior fights. Yeah, I had like three junior fights with the body shield on, and then I had an N class fight without the body shield on, and then after that I fought A class in Thailand. And it was when I was kicking without the shin guards on, I was like, whoa, <laughs> my legs go fast. Yeah. Uh, but I, I knocked them out in the first round. An amazing experience. Yeah, so how did, how did you find that step up then from, from N-class to really A-class straight into Thailand as well? Uh, I don't know, I think just, I was training obviously for a couple of weeks in Thailand, that kind of got me ready for it. Then obviously I went over, who is now my coach, but at the time, I was still my coach at the time, um, more of a friend, I still was more of a friend, but um, Taipei was my junior coach at the time, and um, I went over with him, and he was, he was like, he was kind of letting me know that you, you can get a fight over here if you want one. So I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of prepared for it. You know, I kind of knew I was going over to fight. Yeah. Uh, and then, and it happened. I was really nervous, but because obviously for junior straight into that. Yeah, I can imagine. An amazing experience, so it was. Yeah, I can imagine that was uh, that's quality, really. So where was it that the um, the fight happened in Thailand? Where was you training? Eh, uh, Sassy Prapa again. Bangkok. I never went anywhere else, mate. Always Sassy Prapa. Um, when, I went, when I've been on holiday with my girlfriend, I've been to like gyms like, when I've been going about the islands and that, but when I go to train, I always go to Sassy Papa. Oh, nice. Okay, and what's the experience like training there? What does it consist of? Um, I mean, I can't really speak for that time. I was just there a couple of months ago because it was in the middle of a lockdown and all the Thais went home to visit their families and stuff. Yeah. Nonetheless, it was still amazing. Training was solid. I got to train with that trainer gay as well, man. His pads were amazing. It was solid, I still got to do a bit of clinching, but before, obviously, I had only been training for one year, and then I went the following year, after been training for two years, so when I went then, it brought me on leaps and bounds as a fighter at such a young age. Yeah. If I never went to Thailand at that age, I wouldn't have progressed anywhere near as quick as I did. Yeah, it's crazy what you learn over there, it's, all, it's the smaller things you don't even notice in the UK. Aye, mental. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, moving on to your UK career, then. So, notable opponents you fought: Shane Ferguson. Um, you fought ha- Juan. Uh, f- who was the one from Rupert Battello Ship? Wow, Francesco. Okay. I can't pronounce that name. He's an infusion. So he's an infusion fighter as well. Okay, one infusion fighter. Okay, and then you fought Kenny Hong from Sweden. Yeah. Um, and then Alex Das Day. Uh, I, I fought Alex Tass before all them, but I just messaged you the wrong way around. But um, I, Alex Tass beat Jordan Coe, so he did. Um, 
a couple, uh, maybe a, a year before Jordan passed. Yeah. Uh, Kosi Mui, he beat him. So that felt good to get a win, a win back. Get one back for the team. Yeah, Jack's a really nice boy as well, so he is. Alex Das, a nice guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you obviously recently won the ICO European title. Yep. Um, so that's just a bit of a background with you. Um, I want to jump straight in with the, the European title fight recently, um, the stoppage win. What was your um, outlook going into the fight and the game plan? Was the body shot planned or was that more just instinctive? Uh, it's a bit of both. Um, I love a body shot. I always throw it. I always throw them. So, and I always throw them. I don't just throw them for, a, for the sake of throwing them. I, I've thrown them. I throw them to, to hurt people and to, to stop them. So, just glad it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was a bit, I was a bit gutty that it didn't last as long because the first round I was actually. Like, I, had, I, had to be, I needed to be round to warm up, I wasn't that sharp at it in that round. And then towards the round, I started to get a wee bit better, but it just happens also quick when you fight, you know yourself. Yeah, yeah. So we're in there sometimes, you're happy to get the KO, but at the same time, first round. Happy it's done, and you've won the title, obviously, my first big title, but at the same time, when you want to watch something back, you want to watch actual fight back, you know what, it's done so quick. Yeah. It's a shame, you're, just, you're trying for so long. Exactly. You know what I mean? You want a bit longer. Exactly. Okay. So, um, obviously, recently you were scheduled to fight Moab Dharaman for the UK number one spot. Mm. Um, but obviously, because of COVID, that couldn't happen. And the build-up to that fight, um, how did you sort of feel that was going to pan out, um, fighting him? Um, I'm confident in my abilities, always. So, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thinking I was going to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm always confident in my abilities. I train super hard. Um, I don't cut corners, so I know how I train. I always win fights. Quality. And then, what do you think of his um, his, his style in going into the fight? He was mental. I like it. It's mental, but it's just it's so different. I think it's the Thai boxing to K1 all the time. Um, I like his style. I think it's more suited to K1 than Thai boxing. But nonetheless, you've seen him fight in Thai boxing fights, and he's he's good either or. He's a He's a very talented guy. He's UK one for a reason. Yeah. But um, his style is mental. It's so erratic in the way he moves and the angles he throws his shots from. But yeah. I like it. Yeah, he's re really unorthodox. And um, he's had a, good, a lot of KOs with that as well. So so going into that fight, what would your, your game plan and your method be to beat him? Um, I hope Mo's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keep it brief. Uh, Probably, I don't want to say too much. I'd probably need to keep him at distance and play play the tie boxing game. Just no, no getting a fight with him. I can always get in a fight, but I know how I would win. Yeah. But what would make an easier fight for me is probably keeping him at range. And what in your strength would you say it is that would would help you beat him? Everything. Everything's better. All round good fighter. Like it, mate. Like <laughs> it. Okay. So um, I know you were scheduled to fight a lion fight in the USA. Yeah, I, which which couldn't happen because of uh, COVID. How much can you say on on who you were supposed to fight and the plans? Zero, mate. I can't really say it never until it's. I, I think it's still going to go ahead um, now in October, but I'm, I'm actually not allowed to say anything until it's until they release it. Okay, so was that just sort of like a, an opponent pick from from their promotion, and it's just a straight fight? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I say too much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, 
Okay. Right, so moving on to your, your gym. I know that you um you recently started building up um the gym and you've got a new facility in, in Scotland. Yep. And you've had a feature all in memory of, of Jordan Co. Just wanna explain a little bit about the process and, and the, the future plans with that. Absolutely. So we decided to open up the gym myself and my coach, uh, JP Gallagher. Um, obviously in memory of Jordan Coe, uh, we've, we've called the gym after him with his, with his mother's blessing. Uh, in Thailand, his Thai name was Dekalik, so that's where the name comes, uh, the name comes from, so Dekalik Muay Thai Academy. And that's, that's pretty much it, like, it's obviously, we wish he was still here with us, so it's, it's the next best thing, isn't it? To, to be reminded by him all the, all the time when we're going to train. His pictures are up the wall, anything we fight, they're, they're saying the gym's name, they click Moita Academy. Just, 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 just a way that he's, he's never ever going to be forgotten, you know. He's all, all, always going to be with us. I've got him tattooed on my skin as well. Oh, that's quality, man. He'll always be with us, isn't it? Yeah. They're doing a lot for him as well. Like, they've victory promotions, had the award. That's it, exactly. To keep the legacy going. Victory that we fought on, they do the award for him, the Blitz, my old coach Craig Floyd's uh, Craig Floyd show. They done a an award. It's for like the not for the pro guys, the A class, it's like for B and C. Fighter of the night they get the Jordan Co award. Yeah. So his 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 memory will it would never be forgotten. He's always always with us, you know what I mean? So Yeah. It's quality man. Hmm. Alright then. So future goals. Um I know you've mentioned a lot about some, some people on the on the one championship roster. That you like to fight. Um, is there anyone specifically that you would hack yourself sort of beating and, and pushing the paces against? Um, to be honest, I'd be happy to fight anybody on one, as most people would, obviously. Anybody really? I'd love to fight Topic. Yeah. I'd like to fight Topic. I think he's good, but I think he's overrated, to be honest. But he's, he, he is good. Bad people at him. Anybody, anybody on the roster, but aye. So if you was to get a match with him, how would you see see yourself beating him? Um, I don't know. I'm sure it's if, if I was to ever get matched with him, the fight camp would need to go accordingly to that. You know what I mean? Would need to train a specific way and work on specific things. Plenty of videos on. There's pl plenty of videos of him to watch and see his weaknesses and things like that. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would definitely be a good fight, man. That's a stacked division for you as well. Oh, so many fights. The only thing is, is obviously with a hydration test and stuff, so I'm a 63 and a half kilo fighter, but obviously with that, you'd need to fight at nearly 66, 65.8, isn't it? Like yeah. that. So you're giving a weight away, but... Yeah, I, I reckon it's one of them things, trial and error. You might end up being able to practice it and know. Ah, of course. I think it's a little bit better. Yeah, kind of. I spoke to a Scottish boy who was on it, Chris Sean. He was kind of, it's, it's just trial and error on it. Yeah. It's hard, man. It's right yeah. way of doing it, but it's. Yeah, it's you know, we're used to going like skeletons to the way in. What was that? We're used to going in like skeletons to the way in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you guys actually uh, before the victory one. Uh, I'm, I'm brutal, man. I don't like talking to anybody. Looking off, dude. <laughs> okay, so 
Um, what does your lifestyle look like on a day-to-day basis? Are you like a full-time fighter or do you have a job? Mm, I'm pretty much full-time fighter, mate, to tell you the truth. Um, right now, I've been obviously painting all around my hands. I've been working, I've been working in the gym every day at the moment. It's a, it's a perfect time really as well because of lockdown and stuff. Things are not open, so it does give you time to... If I was in a fight camp, I wouldn't, the gym probably wouldn't be progressing on as quick as it is. Because yeah. we've got a lot of spare time, we can be in the gym. Um, working up to what it is. But I mate, pretty much I'm a I would say I'm a full time fighter. I, da, I eat pretty well as well, like I'll snack and stuff but my meals are always eat good food. I don't ever eat takeaways or nothing like that. I always drink water. I don't drink fizzy juice. Um I just have a standard or level of fitness I like to be and I don't ever want to drop below. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen that actually. That's one of, the, one of the things I wanted to touch upon. You've been doing some crazy challenges recently at the start of lockdown. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about those and your mindset going into them and why, what sort of made you do that? It was obviously in lockdown I've done them, so as the world kind of stood still, I was seeing a lot of fighters fall off the, fall off the wagon, taking this time to chill and taking this time to have drinks and stuff. But that's not the way my mind works. I was thinking... Right, this is time for me to better myself and get better. So as the world kind of stood still, or as that's, if you ask what you want to call it, it wasn't for me, it was my time to go, right, so gym's on the open, I can't get in train tie boxing as much, what can I do to better myself, right, I'll try to force myself to become a better runner. And just things like that, I just, every day, just I was just trying to stay, mo- I was, I have, I'd st- I've stayed motivated the full way through lockdown. Yeah. And um, I would, I was just try to get better at doing other things. Like the last year, my running's, my, I had an injury in my leg. My running wasn't great, and that's it now. After lockdown, I'm, I'm running amazing again. Like, so I done, obviously, I done the, the charity thing for the NHS. I ran a marathon, and I, I think, it, I think it was quite a good time. I've been told it's a good time. I don't know too much about marathons and that, but my first ever marathon, I ran it in th- uh, three hours in thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, good time, man. And from there, so I finished across from my house, just a week and a half across from my house. Maybe had five minutes to stop lying on the ground. I had to pick myself up. I could hardly walk. And we walked straight over to the house. And um, we then done 30 rounds, 33-minute rounds of pads. Shit, man. And it was, it, was, it was roasting hot that day. Like, it was so hot. I actually collapsed. 18 rounds in or something, I collapsed, and um, yeah, my coach was there, JP, and they were trying to give me sugar and stuff, and I just kind of wasn't there, and uh, I heard JP, they were all talking and all that, like over me, because I had collapsed, and JP started taking my wraps off, and he was like, no, he's done, and I just, something clicked, I pulled my hand out, I was like, no, no, I'm going to do all that, just to stop now, yeah. my, I was like, let's do it, and I got him, I got him a second, a second run, and I, I finished strong, so I did. After after that, I've, I've also done the, the David Goggins challenge. So you run you run four miles every four hours for two days. So two marathons in two days. I done that maybe a month ago. Yeah, how was that one? Um, it was nowhere near as hard. I think after the first one I done, that was that was actually probably the most mentally challenged thing I've ever done in my life. Um, I think after that, I don't think too much stuff can phase me too much now. After that, 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 I mean, I got the hardest thing about it was getting up when it's dark, like not not enough sleep. 
that was the hardest bit about it, but in sore legs, but that's, that's just normal sore legs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, really. Look, how, how would you say that sort of doing these challenges help you mentally going into fighting and um, building that mental strength? I, I like to. I think every time you do something, you learn. You learn something new about yourself. So, yeah, uh, you, so you learn more about yourself. You you find out. Like I, I always want to go because every fight camp's hard, right? And I always I always get to a new level of fitness every fight camp. And in that fight camp, I always say, how how can I possibly how can I possibly get fitter than this? I've trained as hard as I can, and there's always a way. There's always a way to better yourself, and no matter how fit you think you are, you can be fitter and you can be stronger. But all time, I never settle for just this standard. I always want to go above. I'm never satisfied. Always hungry. Yeah, I can see that. That's where I think consistency is key because if you go up and down like this, you never really get the the, the improvement. No, you just stack it up. That's it, mate. You need you need to stay consistent. Like that. That's why I think um, you need to live a clean lifestyle. I think if, if you're if you're having fights and then you're going off the bandwagon for a couple of weeks, eating bad food and all that, doing whatever you want to do, and you get back to it, when you go into an off fight camp, you'll probably only get to that level of fitness again. Whereas you stay clean and you go into that fight camp already super fit, how are you not going to get fitter and stronger? You always. Want you know what I mean? So I think at this level and being a pro, I think you do need to you need to live a clean lifestyle. I think. Yeah. How would you How would you find sort of making that sacrifice and taking yourself maybe away from social social mm. groups and and social gatherings um, and doing that consistently? How, how do you sort of keep that discipline? Um, the right people around you is a massive help. So. My coach, I hang about with him every day. He's my best pal as well. He, yeah. he he's my coach, right? So he can he can go out at the weekends and drink and stuff if he wants to, but he he doesn't. He he doesn't drink because me and we Steve Irvin, the boys in the gym, none of us drink. So he says I may be your coach and I may be setting an example to use. So how is it fair for me to go out and drink and you can't? So having people like that around you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. People that won't drink, don't, they don't try force you into anything. They they know the lifestyle that you're trying to pursue, so they're happy with it and they help help alongside with it. Do you know what I mean? Even when I'm cutting weight, my, my girlfriend doesn't eat anything in front of me. She actually diets as well at the same time that I'm cutting weight to make it easier for me. Usually, around you, see friends that say, "Oh, come on, have a drink. Come on, do this." That's not what you need. And a lot of my friends, if they see me drinking, they'd be really upset. They'd be like, "What are you doing?" You know what I mean? So that that that, that is the key, having having the right people around you, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent too. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on as well is your is your team at, in the gym. So you've got your good friend Stevie, who's obviously um, a fighter in your gym, and then another friend who's your coach. How do you guys sort of keep the dynamic being friends and also being a fight team? I love this question. Quite hard. No, mate. It's no. It's not at all. I love this question. We get this asked all the time. So, it's as simple as this, right? They're my best pals, but see as soon as we walk through the doors of the gym, see the friendship, just put them in the hangar and left, left at the door. That's it. Without accepting authority, do you know what I mean? Do I want my best pals screaming at me when we're outside the gym in my face? Mm, probably no. Can I accept authority when we're in the gym? Absolutely, I accept his authority. He knows. He, he's, he's got an amazing brain for tie boxing. And I'm always wanting to listen, I'm always trying to get better. 
and especially see if these people are pushing, see if they're shouting in your face, because they're, they're, they, they want you to do better, they're motivated, they're pushing you, so why, why, would I, why would I argue back, or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whenever, whenever we go into the gym, it, the friendship gets left at the door, it's, it's strictly business, and we're, we're really strict about that. And it's the same as even myself and Stevie, we, we push each other and there's, there's never any bickering, there's never no shouting back. If I'm old, Jake is older than me, but if I think something's not right and I say something, I'll say it to him and he'll go, right, maybe you're right. Because we can all accept each other's authority. Stevie's younger than me, if he says something to me, I'll go, right, okay, and I'll listen to it. If I say something to him, right, Stevie, you're not doing this right, do that. Okay, you go, cool. There's no arguments, but it, it's mental, you need to see it for yourself, but we get on amazing. Like, yeah. The friendship's left at the door when we get in the gym. We're, we're there, you know what I mean? We're all there for the same purpose. Yeah, I think that's quality. And if you can keep that, it will mean that you grow at such a bigger rate. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had the odd backup once. And I mean, right after class, we talk about it and, and it gets nipped in the bud and that's it. And we move on from it. So I, I, I've, I've had that uh, question asked a lot of times. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's that, yeah. That's good, man. Okay, so... Um, moving forward, what do you sort of want from the sport next? Um, the, the immediate next step? Everything. I want it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I want. I want. I want big fights, mate. I want to fight all top opponents. Everybody above me in the rankings. Um, obviously, you need to say you want like to go to one. Everybody wants to go to one championship. But I just, I just want to fight. I just want to. I just want to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to fight the now. Um, I just that's it. I just want good fights, mate. I want people to see a poster get released and go, "Woof, that's going to be fireworks." Yeah, yeah. But obviously, we did do this the whole time. You, you, you'd wish the money was better than Thai boxing. It's such a shame. But I think that's where one championship is putting Thai boxing on a global market now and paying fighters what they deserve. We deserve as much as any boxer or any mixed martial artist. We put our body through the exact same, we do the same stuff, if any, it's a much more brutal sport. So we deserve the same the same payday. Yeah, I think so. It's a lot more, more brutal than boxing, man. So much better to watch. Even people that don't know too much about it, just your pals that come and watch. They've all been to boxing fights and all that. Yeah, yeah. They have too much interest in it, but when you watch Thai walking, it's like, whoa. Oh, yeah, it's real, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, uh, um, as a team, what's your sort of training schedule look like? Um. Right. Right now. Right now, because of the gym, but we were training in the mornings early, and then <clears throat> going to work. But right, we've just kind of, that, at the moment it's all over the place. But yeah. I would tell you, this this week, right? This is what this week consisted of. Um, we went to our running track. Um. In the morning, about seven in the morning, we done like lots of sprints, running. In fact, Monday we actually done hill sprints first after work. Then we done hill sprints. It's a huge hill. Um, then we ran a couple of kilometers to stairs, and it's like it's like the rocky stairs. And we ten ten four minute rounds up and down, exercises in between, bit of conditioning on the legs. And then the next day uh, we were working all day, and then we went into the gym at night. We went out running solid pads, maybe ten rounds, three minute, uh, three ten minute rounds, solid solid pads, and then the next morning I had strength and conditioning 
with my strength and conditioning coach. So I was in training with him, and then I trained Thai boxing at night, and then up until tonight, just working, working in the morning and now, and then Thai boxing at night. But when we're in a fight camp, we all we all have the same strength and conditioning coach, so we all like go to his classes and stuff in the morning. And sometimes I get PT'd actually myself by him in the morning, and then train at night. Yeah. Most most days I train twice a day. Um, probably maybe four four days a week I'll train twice a day. Okay, so pretty straight, man. Yeah. So I have running every running every day. Yeah, I know you do a lot of S and C as well. I've seen that on on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. How crucial do you, do you think that is to to Thai boxing? Because I know some gyms don't bother with it. Easy, man. Like obviously, but it's, it's only a year. Maybe a year and a half. I've probably been doing it, and like I would, I could, I just wouldn't be mentally. I'm always mentally fit, right? But you wouldn't be mentally like see after doing it and then going into a fight camp like without strength and conditioning, man. It's just mate, it does something to you. It makes you so much mentally stronger because see my strength and conditioning coach. He was a ex military military marine PT. Yeah. So. Yeah takes me to dark places when I train. But it's like, I always see a level of fitness and like, I done a, I done a bit of strength and conditioning with another coach before and I got to a level of fitness for the fight camp and he was just like, oh, there's no much more I can do with you now. But see, with my new strength, not my new, I've been with him for a while now. It's like, no matter how fit I get, I will always leave or oh, done in. Yeah. Um, but it's so, I'm so much stronger, mate. Just my physical appearance, my legs are so much stronger. Like, not even just stronger, like, like, for kicking power or not. I mean, like, taking hits to the legs, conditioning. Like, my legs are so conditioned now, my full body. Yeah, yeah. Conditioning's crucial, mate. Like, it is a 100% just as important as running or hitting pads. And my 100%. What kind of stuff does it get you doing then that, that sort of helps you? Um, so it's all, it's all different. So, obviously, we don't, like, do... It's not like body lifting and all that to get big. It's all sports specific to making my kick stronger and punching quicker and harder and things like that. So, for example, on Tuesday, we done we done quite a high, heavy leg hit. So it was like it's it's never just a couple of reps. It's always supersets. So on the on the the leg press and then straight into like single. Leg squats, I don't even know what they're all called, mate. I just do what I'm told. <laughs> but we do like a leg hit, and then at the end, he's always got like 20 minutes of conditioning. So that's your strength, and then the conditioning's at the end. So it's like, for example, I've done five five burpees, five, um, I don't know what they're called, dumbbell weight over here. I don't know what they're called. Straight and press. <laughs> then, straight, then straight into lunges, and then straight 20 cal right onto the bike. Then that's one round. And he yeah. So it's like you're doing supersets, but you're doing like more supersets into the assault bike, and then that's one like one round. So it's like it's it's horrible, sort of, man. Yeah, beastly circuit. Aye, so we do like strength, sport specific strength stuff to make you more explosive, and then at the end you always hit your hit your cardio and get the heart, the heart racing. Yeah, uh, uh, sounds intense. That does sound brutal. He does. He does a. He does a, a class. Obviously not because of lockdown, but he does a, a class once a month, and it's a military class. And not a lot of people show up to that. It is <laughs> hour and a half. It was on for, and whatever the weather is, the last one we done before lockdown, they had us out in the puddles. 
You saw that actually. Going through puddles, splashing it in your face, but it's freezing cold as well in Scotland, man. It's like uh, cold, mate. Who takes your because he's a military. He's like when he's kicking you, and then you're doing sprints and you're back crawling through the puddles doing exercises. He's like, like what's your name, Dean? Like so, so you respond. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the way to do an army. Yeah, yeah. Him has brought my mental toughness up like a million percent. That's quite interesting, actually. That that style of style of training, man. Uh, it's, it's no, it's not all the time, but he still, he does it. He still does it. He still every one, maybe once or once a month, every couple of months he does like one horrible session where he's got me out in the rain, doing mad stuff, freezing cold temperatures. Yeah, <laughs> just builds you strong, man. Yeah. Okay, so what's your inspiration then in in um, fighting? So a fighter or a style? Um, um, I love, I love, uh, I love Liam Nolan and Jonathan Haggerty's style. Obviously, they're the same roof, so they've got very similar styles. I think my, I think my style is pretty similar to theirs. I think that's why I like it so much. Um, now I'd probably, I'd probably have to say that they, they're my favourite style. Um, obviously, you've got all the, all the big ties and stuff, but they're all, they're all just too good, innit? <laughs> He loves Rod Tangerino, don't you? He's just, he's just a mad bastard. Yeah, crazy man. How would you sort of fancy yourself in in the four arts gloves? Oh mate, love it. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. I've obviously, I've, I've spoke to Shawzy, Chris Shaw, you know Chris Shaw from Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not where it looks. It's so much harder. No matter what, you can, you can always get hit in the face. Yeah. Like, it's so much harder to defend it. It looks hard, man. and it looks like it's more about not getting hit. You can't sort of walk through. But Rod Tang is an exception to that, I think, as well. He was saying to me that you kind of see in high box and you can kind of stay back, just standing there, like he says, like in the, in the four inch gloves, you kind of need to be moving all the time or you can get hit. You need yeah. But I'd, I'd love to fight them. I think that would be class. Yeah, get some knockouts. <laughs> You're dangerous for yourself, but you're obviously more dangerous, aren't you? So. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, so do you want to um, plug your social media and any thoughts for people watching and listening? Do that again. Do you want to plug your social media and anything, um, any thoughts that you want people to to hear that are listening or watching? Um, follow my Instagram, uh, Nico underscore Halo underscore Muay Thai. Um, follow the gyms page, Declick underscore Muay underscore Thai underscore Academy which is in, in the memory of our brother, Jordan Coe, who passed. Um, and that's it. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Thank you for coming on. That was ice. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate it. All right, have a good day. No worries, mate. I'll see you around. Thank you too, mate. See you later, brother. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. Don't forget as well, if you did enjoy it, please leave a comment and a review on whatever platform you're listening on whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts it really does help me out and thank you to anyone who's dropped me a message or shared this on their story um, it really does help me out and I really do feel the love it does motivate me to keep bringing you the best Muay Thai content from around the world but for now see you next week <laughs>